conditions in Hawaii, uh, in South Hawaii, that make them get the economy open up as quickly as possible. And then I think what we've seen probably in, in recent weeks, certainly on its own in the last 10 days, is, is a shift in focus away from the health issues that dominated the first two months of this debate. You know, when we saw an escalating index spiral in cases at the end of March, I think there's a lot of focus in the health system. We're now seeing a shift in more of the economic phase of That's going to be a challenge that we won't really see the impacts of that for some time. 
uh, the education I'm working on and work very closely with the university sector. We've recently provided guarantees for uh, for the university sector so they can take out loans and keep their operations going. Uh, but getting international students back into the, into the state is going to be crucial. Uh, and whilst which is obviously in relationship with China at the moment, I think that's playing out uh, publicly, there's also great opportunities for us in that space as well to target new markets that they have already um, not focused on previously.
like how many issues that lost the great long and yet and how much does that story keep going forward? Well obviously it's a state a week ago had a negative debt position. Um, and compared to other states of same GSP, even as the increased debt position occurs, we are about half the debt uh, as a percentage of GSP, whilst we dealt with infrastructure than every other jurisdiction. So when we look at debt compared to the other states, I'm very comfortable that our debt position is affordable and sustainable into the future. There will be greater pressure on that as um, and we can choose to, um, I guess, reduce the infrastructure investment, but that's going to impact the economy. So, um, as that, we, 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 want to make sure, we want to make sure we don't let debt in future generations to pay off. So, from my perspective, it will be, yes, we'll increase borrowings over this period of time to pay for the infrastructure, pay for the investment we've had to make such as abolishing various taxes and deferring taxes for life and health businesses um, get through this pandemic. Uh, but we, we're going to find a way back. And, um, and in terms of the cost of debt, I think we're, we're blessed to be in a situation where there was a time we borrowed uh, over the last 30 years. Now's, now's, now's the time. So that's the timing of work. Having said that, we want to make sure we get through this as quickly as possible. Um, and I will always make sure that our debt position is affordable, manageable, and sustainable. Um, we set up a generation fund just recently where um, when four tax revenues go, we go into that fund and that depends on our debt position. So um, it's something that we're, we're focused on in terms of managing the risk we are, but I'm, in terms of the challenges that we're facing right now, we're one of the uh, areas I'm more relaxed about. And are you planning on announcing some sort of strategy for the budget and how you can combat that in the
but also to share information with the other states so that they can do better. And we're learning from other states in terms of service delivery that they're, that, that they're pursuing, and, they're, and, they're, and we can share information from New South Wales other states. So, um, yes, we're competitive, uh, but at the same time, we want them to succeed as well. Excellent. That's a very diplomatic answer. I like that. I, I won't ask you about your view on constitutionality of the border closing, but I will ask about something you have more control over, which is the fiscal strategy for
second, second, second child. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 there's pressure on that. So you've got to make sure that the investments that you make are, are, t- are timely and temporary. Um, and so from our state's perspective, uh, we have done a lot on um, cutting taxes, uh, particularly payroll tax, and providing uh, waivers for businesses to, uh, so that they've got greater cash flows, so they can keep more staff on. Um, and we've also helped them out with land tax deferrals um, and, and also Someone just the other day 
residents um, in coordination um, and has these restrictions been set up to reward those states for penalizing one Queensland recycle assets in circumstance where they're taking a bailout out by the taxpayers of New South Wales. Um, they can sit on their hands. So you're right, the GST has its own challenges um, in terms of what it taxes, I think it's sufficient. In terms of its distribution, um, it can certainly be improved. Um, and states, uh, in my view, should be rewarded for doing well, for taking risks, for being bold in reform, um, not, not penalising. And unfortunately, uh, the situation we have at the moment um, doesn't reward um, those states. And particularly, we saw in WA. I mean, that was, that was a travesty of public policy. Well, the system was never set up or ever anticipated, I think, in the state would lose to about every three dollars that was generated within that state would disappear. Yeah, but let's look at Western Australia, some of the ground mandate, they, they've got a very um, typical revenue base um, and it fluctuates. Um, and they wasted a lot of money during their boom, to be fair. That's what they did. And, and uh, that's a father prodigal son. I mean, they, they wasted all this money, they came home to the Commonwealth Government. Um, and then ask for a for further uh, for further support. They were given it, but they were told to go away and do it all again because we're putting a floor into the system now. The reality is going to be Victoria and New South Wales. It's less than it's left to kick the can uh, for the smaller states um, when it comes to um, GST subsidy. What the, what WA should have done uh, with what we're here in New South Wales is set up a sovereign wealth fund. So that any windfall mining royalties that they had during that period of time would have that fund. So when the um, when the mining boom came off, they would have had those funds available to them. So the GST formula does not promote responsible state government uh, investment. Um, and the reality is, I have the same thing doing in South Wales. You talk about what fluctuates here in our state's lobby. It's down here. Um, and the reality is, the more money that's coming into the coffers, if you're delivering an $8 billion surplus, the expectation on you from the ministers and from the public, mind you, is that you spend the money. Um, but you're always going to have the rivers of gold coming in, and you've got to prepare and plan for the future. So it's less than it wants to care for the GST. So if the GST was to be reformed, or it was to be put, or it was to be interested, if it was something that was around that space was to come out, that cannot be done. Isolation without looking at the distribution model and what we're going to do alongside it. What prospect is there? I mean, obviously, we've had, well, I won't say unprecedented state government um, collaboration during the pandemic, but it's certainly been, I think, unusual to see the, the premiers as united as they have been in the last three or four months. But the old politics so often reinsert themselves here that the states that benefit from the current system will not support anything. Undermines that system. We've already seen it's not just the GST, it's also the distribution of federal health money, it's the distribution of federal education money. What prospect is there of states like Queensland and South Australia, even Victoria under Daniel Andrews? What prospect is there that they will actually get on board with the reform if it's possible that they might lose out? Well, that's hard. Um, right. That's, that's why it's very hard to get change to the GST. Because it's very difficult to get uh, a situation where everyone wins. But it's short term thinking. I mean, long term, uh, you've got to look at the long term interest of your state, and that means losing the short term, but again, the long term, or striving you to do things to be, to be better, um, and to look at new ways of doing things that creates a competitive advantage for the state. I mean, that's what I think that's, that's positive. I mean, I look at Victoria and I think uh, with Tim Hallis, he's very, very much up for reform um, of 
Make sure you subscribe and leave the notification bell.